Holy moly, you guys. Today's episode had me on the edge of my seat and just so joyful to see how God does so much within his daughters and sons that just ignite fires in other people because it's like he's blowing on embers and when you get close enough there's no way you can't catch fire and today with Ashton Cantu our guest she she just lit me up I left in such a high and I'm so grateful that I started my morning that way you guys she came from a place of pain And you've heard it said before that God will use your pain for purpose. And she doesn't like taglines. She doesn't want to be catchphrasy. But this is exactly what he's done in her life, just like he's done in mine, just like he's done in so many other women who walk in purpose, knowing that their identity is not based in the place of that pain or the storyline of their history, but instead in the identity of our father. She talks all around what it is that she walked through and how ultimately it was the fall. It was the the pit, the place. Actually, it happened multiple times. You'll learn, but you'll realize that it was in that rock bottom, those multiple rock bottoms that she realized that Jesus showed up for her. And he just continued to create promotion after promotion after promotion in her life, both personally and professionally, which you'll get to hear all about her entrepreneurial journey and how that came to be. And ultimately she has two things she wants us to take away to, well, I honestly, there's a thousand things, but the two things that we talked about that I want you to, to know that you're about to have goods on is to dismantle the lies, the lies that have been cultivated time and time again in our own lives from deep roots and things that ultimately shouldn't be there. So she's going to tell you how she got past those and how you can too. And then also all about creating community and doing this thing, this walk, this life, this purpose-driven, joy-filled life with others. And how just as God is a community-oriented lover, (laughs) honestly, cultivator, uh, kingdom maker, that's the whole reason he didn't just leave Adam to roam alone, right? He started a community from the foundation of the earth, even in his animals and his plants and everything that exists. And so to know that there is a support system, that you don't have to do this alone. And Ashton and I have partnered in that process to just be here and walk this out with you and to know that you can do it with him and through him and by him. And it's ultimately the only way, Uh, but we talk all about how you can establish your business with his roots, with his identity, how you can soar and how you will flourish in submission, how you will flourish in accepting his love, but also learning to give it. And so I hope you are blessed by this episode. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you tune in to her on Instagram and the the joy that she brings and the programs that we're both launching are all around this. So, So stay tuned and enjoy. This is your God wink, the moment that heaven says for such a time as this. It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project. 
though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering if you're wondering, what is this? Well, This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. All right, all right. I always love seeing those intro videos. They're so amazing and all the headshots that we get. It looks so glam like we live this lifestyle that's so different than everybody else. But I promise you, we took showers. I didn't brush my hair this morning. I threw on some lips for you guys. But beyond that, like this is me in all my glory. This is Ashton in all her glory coming to you, not with my morning coffee because I did that at 5 a.m., but my morning bubbly. And we are just so excited to spend this time and just shed light on who God has been to us intimately in our lives and who we believe God is to you, Um, all knowing that everyone has their different understandings and faces and personality traits that they can amplify. And so I love unpacking that piece of how he shows himself to different people. And Ashton and I got connected through the recent Discover His Purpose with Tessa, and it was an incredible interview series where she brought people in from around the world uh, to just share their light and share what their purpose has been and how God unfolded that for them. And so Ashton was sharing one night, and I was not actually even able to listen to all the live interviews because it was prime time for bath and bedtime in my household with the babies. And I tuned in for yours and it was such a God move because there was so many overlaps of our conversation and I just knew that we were meant to be connected. So I thank God for that divine intervention of my time and my schedule that we could connect. And I'm excited to go deeper with you today. And she, you all gave me this most amazing bio. Sometimes when people give me bios, I'm like, okay, fluff, fluff, fluff. She went right for the heart. So Ashton, I'm going to let you kind of unpack who you are, and if there are layers that uh, you don't share just out of humility, I'll do it on your behalf. But y'all, welcome Ashton, and thanks for being here this morning. Hello, everyone. Hi, Hi, sisters. I'm so grateful to be here with you today, and I appreciate you holding this space and creating this container for truth to flow. Um, It just... We need it more than ever, right? So I'm just so grateful and happy to be here with each of you today. And like she said, I'm Ashton. I am a servant leader at heart and a woman of God. And I am just um, 
this is this is what I'm here for is to to serve and you know I didn't get to this point by necessarily just like this sure will and choice I always say that I feel like life definitely initiated me into this work I feel like we are called to this work so as a title or identity from a, you know a worldly perspective identify as a coach I'm a transformational life coach certified transformational life coach certified leadership coach for high performance I mentor mentor battered women I mentor women who are in drug rehabilitation I mentor coaches and I also speak so that's kind of that's my vehicle for purpose but ultimately when you pull back the layers as you said I just I really think that my personal identification comes from who I am in Christ as a, as a woman of God and a servant leader and that just kind of encompasses all the things that I get to do and all the ways that I get to to reach so. I love that I love that so good it was funny this morning I was listening to another mentor of mine who was unpacking all the titles and that you know nowadays we're all so multi-passionate we have so many layers to what we do and who we serve and how we do it um, and so there was different titles like wealth coach success coach financial coach, transformation coach, business coach, health coach, all these different things. And ultimately knowing that everyone's why for why they say that is their title and also their transformation factor is different. And that's what makes us unique. And so while there are, I train women on a daily basis, so many women who want to be coaches, there is space for all of us, which is so beautiful because our stories touch different people's heart. Our unique, you know, thumbprints represent the unique identity that's Jesus. And that is so cool that we get to connect in those different ways. Sure, our business card might say one thing, but there are so many pieces and it ultimately comes down to our core, right? And that's that's Jesus in and of himself. So I love that about you. So you said that it it had a tr there was a lot of transformation that happened in your life. And it was something that was more of that, that pulling on you versus you raising your hand and saying, okay, what next? It was more like, okay, this is where you're going. And this is where I'm having you go. Talk to us right. about that transformation, that evolution. You can start, yeah. I'm sure you could jump into lots of different places. So I think a couple of phrases kind of help to uh, frame this. I'm sure you ladies have heard of using, you know, your pain for a purpose or turning your mess into your message. And I mean, that's just the reality of what we get to do, get to, right? Because none of it's in vain. And everything that I've experienced, all the hardship, all the pain, all of my own self-inflicted, you know, sin is against yourself sometimes too. And all of that I recognize now was building me to become the woman who could hold space and help others to find healing through what God can do. So the initiation factor, I think, was a lot of a school of hard knocks. It was a lot of trial and tribulation with family. It was a lot of um, really not knowing myself and knowing my identity at all and feeling lost and hopeless and stuck. And we can go deep. I don't know yeah. how much you want me to Yeah, read girl, yeah. That. I think it's so, um, I think identity is a huge piece in, in a place that, especially now in the midst of the season that we're in as a world, there is a lot of people like, wait, I don't have this component of who I am anymore, whether it's a workplace, a workspace, or they're now being attacked on with new identities, homeschool moms out there, we feel your pain. And, and so helping people unpack that there is a root component to that and that it can stem 
from a place of pain, just like this might be a place of pain for people now. So if you are working with someone, if you are mentoring or coaching at this point, what are the things that you would say based on your own storyline to help people through that? Yeah, I think there are, there are a couple things that I would point point these women back to, right? And that number one, what we've talked about is your identity in Christ. Yeah. So much of what I went through and when I, you know, full transparency, I've been to jail, I've been to rehab, I've been um, abused in, in, in a toxic relationship where I was picked up at my throat and choke slammed into a bathtub. I have um, nearly been homeless by the grace of God and the skin of my teeth. That did not happen when I left, the, exited that um, toxic relationship. But all of these things, I think, stemmed from this root of not feeling enough, not feeling deserving, and not and allowing the lies and the labels and the narratives, the stories that developed because those lies and labels to really take root and to, to, to be seated in my mind and to take root yeah. and grow. And for me to start to identify with those, with the identity of the failure or the identity of, you know, just the, the broken or dirty or yeah. whatever yeah. narratives yeah. were coming up, those became my story. And the biggest lesson I've learned is like, none of that is true. It was all a bunch of lies to keep me out of purpose, to keep me playing small, to keep me from reaching. And when I started to dismantle those lies and recognize that all the condemnation that I had, because my inner critic was so bad, mm -hmm. uh, the internal judgment I had was, was ruling my life. The guilt and shame I carried was, was literally manifesting in my skin. Mm -hmm. I had cystic mm -hmm. acne all over my body. Wow. And through forgiveness, literally through forgiveness, not Accutane, not the medicine that the, the doctors, the topicals, it was when I started practicing and praying wow. re like religiously wow. around forgiveness and forgiving myself and accepting the grace of God, accepting the grace of Jesus. My skin, my life, the guilt, the shame, the, the weight began to lift and you wow. could just see it, right? I started to bow and I started to attract people. So number one is is dismantling the lies and recognizing who you are and whose you are. Mm, so good. So good. And I think it's so wild to know that there is like this attraction factor that comes with Jesus. Cause I can literally see myself in pre knowing the Lord, even identified at that point as a Christian. Okay. Y'all. So, so know that there is, there is a place of the church goer. I was a, a semi frequent church goer and mm -hmm. then coming into full relationship with Lord based on full submission, which was mm -hmm. the biggest component for me because I was a control freak, a perfectionist. Everything was in my own might, my own strength, my own know-how, my own achievement. And, and when I crashed and burned and I was at the place of waving my white flag like, I can't do it anymore. Jesus showed up, literally showed up in my living room. I remember the moment. And I felt completely transformed. The people in the room with me were amazed. During this three-hour conversation, they were like, you are glowing. Like there is like a transformation from the way you're carrying your shoulders in this time frame from when I walked through the door to where we're standing right now. And I could feel him on the inside of me. And that is what people call the Holy Spirit. And so often I think 
there's this like convoluted, mysterious component to who he is and what the Holy Spirit does and how he actually exists in our life. And that's where I believe that attraction factor is the Holy Spirit inside of you speaking, sharing, and, and my word that I just love to, to shed on people. And my purpose is illumination. Like I want people to find that illumination factor to know that it's not by them. It's not by their might. It's not by the even the grotesque component of their past, but by Jesus. And so giving him that, that glory and that part of your story. So you went from having these places of shame and guilt and, and feeling dirty and all of the other pieces that you unpacked to now being a transformational life coach, right? And, and a daughter of the King most high and, and being able to give him the glory versus that being your identity factor. Yeah, that rock bottom moment you talked yeah. about was so crucial. Not a lot of those. I mean, obviously, I listed off some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those weren't the ones, right? So yeah. it was in that where I did step away and I was okay. moving into a place of, okay, like I didn't have enough self-worth or really strength in my own might to even get a job. I didn't believe in myself. I was so mm. beat down from that mm. relationship. With a master's degree, I was knocking on uh, restaurant windows like, hey, do you have a server place? Yeah. That's that's where I was in thinking of my abilities and everything. Mm. And there's nothing. I love waiting yeah. tables. Yeah. It's a great way to make a living. But for me, that's not where I was. I was I was an educator before that. I was teaching first grade. Oh. right? And I didn't even believe that I was worthy of influencing children at that point in time. So... I, you know, when I was trying to get back on my feet, I got the job waiting tables and I just saw that I just want to connect dots for you and walk, yeah. I want you all to see. Okay. So quit the job or I left the relationship, didn't have a job, couldn't find an apartment because I had no proof of income, but I ended up knocking on the window of this restaurant that was closed. They called me a week later. They said, Hey, we'll let you in. You can start serving. So I started serving within that first week of serving. I also decided to substitute teaching. So this is in one week, okay? I'm serving. I got invited to, to a church. I was raised Catholic. If you understand where all this judgment and all this condemnation comes from, Catholic traditions can weigh pretty heavily on your soul. Mm-hmm. So I had never been to a non-denominational Christian church before, but I got invited and I went. I was also substitute teaching one day, one day. So I've been to the church one time. I was substitute teaching one day and they were watching me through the window. I was teaching PE and they asked me to come back the next day. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm waiting tables. I make more money waiting tables than I do subbing. I need to do that. I said, oh, no, no, no. This is for an interview. We have we have a para position open. It's not full salary. You know, it's hourly, but there's benefits. I said, I'll be there. So within a week, I got this job. I'm hunting around for an apartment. I have no proof of income. You're usually supposed to show that you make three times right. the amount of income. This girl waved her wand. I told her my situation. She said, I've got you. We'll get you in. You said that you've got this job that's coming up on the way. I'm going to trust that that's the case. If you can just get a letter confirming that that's going to happen, we'll let you in. Got an apartment. I got a job. I'm in the church. I get plugged in. You know, I got a sister sitting next to me. The second time I'm sitting there, she said, hey, we have this women's group. You have to be a part of it. It's epic. You have to come. At this point in time, I'm literally only hanging out with two people, Chris and Marty, 78 and 80 years old, a retired DEA agent. They, they get out of my apartment. Okay, so I have nobody. I'm, I literally moved across the country. I have nobody. I have this this elderly couple swoop in. They take me in the suburban. Each day while my ex was at his job, 
they would stand. He would stand at the bottom of the stairs with his gun because, you know, he was an officer at one point. And I would run upstairs and I would collect as much stuff as I could. And we'd pack the Suburban and we'd take it to my place. And we would just slowly leave and take this. So when they're inviting me to this women's group, I'm thinking, yeah, I have nobody. Yeah. Elderly people who have served me, but I need sisterhood, right? So I, I dove in. And the next thing I knew, I was leading these women's groups. And I'm like, what's happening here? You're like, now I'm leading a group? Okay. And we made care baskets one day to take to a battered women's shelter. And I offered to take them. I showed up at the the place it wasn't a women's shelter it was a non-for-profit and the woman steps out of her home and she said jaw drops she goes you're here i'm like what she goes you're here i've been praying for you you were born to be a blessing she said you have to come this weekend every second saturday of the month i host an event we have about 300 women and children we feed them we pour into them we do an outer makeover then we do an inner makeover and we speak life over their life of course having nothing going on (laughs) feeling call. I said, okay, I'll be there. So I show up. She calls me up to the front of the room, 300 women and children in this beautiful space. It was called, I can still shine ministries ministry. So I go, she calls me said, everyone. I just want to introduce our, one of our new board members. Here's Ashton. She's going to be on the directors. I fully stepped in. I thought, you know what? Clearly this is where I'm supposed to be. So for the next, I think, well, three or four years, I think I served with them, but this is how I got catapulted in my purpose because I started mentoring these battered women and I started mentoring these women who were in drug rehabilitation and battered two places that I had been. Mm-hmm. Can't make this up. No. And I step into speaking and I step into coaching and mentoring and I realized this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. What I want to do. So I started looking for certifications. I found a certification that was based in faith. And it was a spiritual based program. I still wasn't to the place where I felt like ministry. I didn't feel qualified. I was like, there's no way that I could do ministry. Look who I am. I still was carrying a lot of the guilt and shame. So anyway, that is how I got led to this path. Um, You know, and it was so, it was so succinct. It was so lockstep. And I was just, Jesus was the lamp to my feet. And I was literally just walking to the edge of the light that I, that I, that I was seeing. And I just was truly trusting the call. Yeah. So your, your pain, the things that you've gone through, they will be used if you allow it. Yeah. If you listen, if you, if you be obedient to that call, God will completely transform what has happened in your life and allow you to use it to help others. Yeah. I think there's so much to that because there were so many layers to the things that you've gone through and there might even be components to your story that you haven't truly tapped into or there hasn't been the opportunity where you have that aha Jesus moment. I call him God winks where he's like, okay, remember that one thing, that one thing that you thought was for nothing. This is why. It's for this person. It's for this situation. It's for this outcome. Again, for my glory. And I just think that there is is so much beauty in the waiting of that, right? Like for me, I feel like the more that I say yes to God, the more that spaces of my heart that I thought and held as secret for so long are no longer secrets. They're coming out as an opportunity and a blessing to other people. Uh, Is there fear in that? 
Not as much when you see God show up every single time to catch you, to to be alongside you, to have already gone before you. Again, realizing that it has nothing to do with your name. It has nothing to do with Ashton being a victim of or being the culprit of or choosing to make this decision and everything about his power and his ability to transform other people on behalf of a mistake, on behalf of a place that you stood in in shame and guilt. And he says, hold on, I carried that first. You don't have to do that. And so it's just, it's an evolution process. And I think so often people sit in this place of um, not having enough patience to figure out like, God, what do you have for me? What is my purpose? What am I doing here? Why did I go through all of that trial and tribulation? And even for you serving in that specific ministry for three years, it's an evolution. It didn't. Ha- it happened overnight. I mean, there was a week transformation where you're like, "Okay, Jesus, I see what you're doing here." Yeah. So tell me, like, what was the moment? Did you have a relationship with the Lord prior to that non-denominational experience, other than Catholicism? I left, I left a really important. Yeah. I'm like, out, right? well, where's so, Jesus? <laughs> I got baptized. Oh. Ah, okay. How soon into your experience with that church? I'm sorry. Mm. At that church, yes. Um, how soon? So you go, you show up to the church. How like soon after? Within a few months. Okay. Within a couple of months. Okay. So probably like four months or so. Okay. But right before all this started happening, it wow. was probably in a matter of weeks that I got baptized yep. that this started happening. Mm. And I will tell you, I really had nothing at this point in time. I was working seven days a week for six months, and I went from living a very different lifestyle. I was living in Indianapolis. I was coaching basketball. I, let, I was coaching basketball. I was teaching first grade. I was um, I was in grad school. I was killing it in grad school, and I was modeling. I felt like I had the world at my fingertips, and I had gone. I had come so far, right? I had left a lot of the things from like when I went to rehab. I was only seventeen, and I had been arrested before, but it was for kind of just mistakes of drinking and things like that. But I, um, they say, you know the pride comes before the fall. And I remember mm-hmm. having a conversation with my family. We went out to dinner one night for my dad's birthday and I was so proud. I had, I felt like I had approved myself to my family and I was boasting mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm doing all these things. See me, see me, see me for who I am. And that night I had a, I was slipped a date rape drug mm-hmm. and I was, um, a, I had a very adverse reaction that led me to being arrested and I ended up experiencing police brutality. And I woke up in jail with bruises all over my body, ankles, everything, not knowing what happened. I thought I had slipped and got a like public intoxicate. I was completely mind erased and terrified. And what happened is that moment took me from, you know, here thinking that I was had by my own strength come this far to saying, poof, nope, you need me, yeah. right? Yeah but I didn't accept that yet. And that's where I attracted that toxic abusive relationship, ran away from Indiana, moved to Texas. And that's how that all happened. So at that point in time, I was going to Catholic church. I was a church girl. I believed in God. I did, but I didn't have this personal relationship with the Holy spirit and with Jesus. And that is something that, that was transferred into me through the sisterhood that I had at the church. Um, and that, well, that's the work that I saw in me that started to happen once I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior in a, in a true choice type of way, not because of what I have been taught or conditioned 
to believe about that relationship, but like it was my own, like I owned it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, a really beautiful piece, even in identity, just like I was mentioning, like our thumbprint, it's, it's so uniquely ours. And there's so many different components of who he is. I have a friend who's, who's reading the Bible right now, front to back, and it's her first time fully doing that. And her intent, her, her one heart's desire is to understand the character of who God is. And as she's doing this in each individual chapter, like learning those multifaceted components of who he is and knowing he's the same as he always has been, he's the same today and he'll be the same tomorrow, is just opening her eyes and she sheds that information right in and deposits it to me. And I just think it's so neat to hear like, who is Jesus to you and who, what is and who is God and, and what has he done in your life? And so I love hearing I love your story, and I think the parallels for me that I hear are, are all of the places of guilt and shame and anger and, and, and dirtiness and mistrust to my own flesh, like not knowing when I'm waking up what who is Tamara going to be today. And it was a, a scary place because perfectionism drove me, achievement drove me, and so I wanted to be not just the best version of myself like you hear people say now and my son was actually telling me this morning through tears that I wasn't the being the best version of myself because I took his Pokemon cards and so (laughs) there are so many people like little words and catchphrases that we use now but like what does that mean and to me it means now that it's not the best version of of who I am in the mirror it's the best version of Jesus living out it through my life and and activating him in everything that I do and that draws you to an entire another level not of achievement not of perfectionism but instead bolstering him in that place of achievement and that place of perfectionism for what he's done again in our lives and through us so i'm i'm just grateful that you shared that i think your evolution journey is something that people need in this place and this time. Um, and I would love to hear where in all of that, when you realized that point, when you said, this is what I want to do, how did you take that purpose, that deep rooted why within you and shift it into that entrepreneurial space, which is often, you know, deemed simply worldly. How do you take Jesus and, and put him there? Do you feel like you've been sitting on the dream God has given you for far too long? Do you feel out of alignment or obedience because of it? Or perhaps you've been spinning your wheels on how to answer God's call, but can't quite define or design it into a business? Maybe you've titled this God Dream a Ministry, one you wholeheartedly give all of your time and energy to, yet your passion isn't providing the profit you need to sustain your home, your first ministry. Do you struggle with the idea of earning money doing something you believe he'd want you to do in servanthood? Do you feel unworthy as a woman to possess wealth? Y'all, I get it. I've been in every one of those shoes, and I can promise you the moment I traded those worn-out sandals for his intended comfort, I was able to finally walk the miles it has taken to grow the dream from ideation to activation, catapulting my true passions into my full purpose. And now, while I've had a joy to group coach many women over the past couple of years in a group setting, I still sense there are missing straps to their well-made shoes. So I designed this course, the God Dream Design Course, to walk alongside you intimately 
until you've claimed the gift of the shoes he has always wanted for you. You're probably wondering if this is the surefire way to claim your roots and discover your wings as a kingdom entrepreneur, why are we talking about shoes? Well, these aren't Nikes, they aren't Yeezys, whatever the kids call them these days, and I am not giving you sandals like Hermes either. God's shoes truly fly. God's shoes have limitless souls that never wear down. They are promised to get you where he has shown you that you were intended to be. So come along for the ride. Get out of that stuck analysis paralysis state of limitation and develop the mindsets, methods, and models to bring to life the vision he has planned for you before you were knit in your mother's womb. Sign up today for your self-paced program where I will actually provide you live coaching, a community of women to walk this journey alongside, a package of goodies right at your doorstep, and many more incredible deliverables. You can find all of the details on my site at tamraandress.com. Don't forget, Tamara is T-A-M-R-A. I got the good version. Thanks, Mom. But really, girls, it's time to fly. I promise it's as spring as it sounds. See you soon. Well, I was naturally promoted for one. So as I said, everything was kind of stripped away from me. I didn't really have anything, but I had more joy in my heart than I had ever had. I was living all this life in Indy, right? And then I had nothing. I couldn't even afford to get my nails done. But I was so joyful. And I think by having that, that block in me removed, right, through forgiveness, through me forgiving people, through me forgiving me, through me accepting forgiveness, because I think Jesus modeled that for us. It's not just about accepting his grace. It's about giving his grace. Yeah, so and good. And I think blocking me to to the abundance that was already available. So what happened, it, it just continued. The promotion just happened. So the second I committed and I declared that I wanted to be in this work, God came through. I was, I at this point, I was already studying to be a transformational life coach, and I was teaching first grade. I did a presentation, and the next week they called me, and they offered me a, an interview to become to be certified coach high performance for educators. Wow. So I was simultaneously building out my my business and building out my entrepreneur journey while I was being prepared for it, and I didn't see this at the time. I just thought it was really cool, but looking back, it built a capacity in me. So over those the three years of building, I've been in business four years, and I did it part-time for three years. Now I do it full-time. Um, I was working as a leadership coach for educators, so I was set up as a as a trainer and a coach to school leaders and to teachers, which was in the trenches. You want to talk about mission work? Whoa. Yeah. Every single is 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 mission when you're in schools and I was serving 14 schools um, you know hundreds of teachers I was I was coaching and you know 200 and about 40 I think educators that I was working with on a regular basis and having the ability to speak into and train up thousands of educators all over North Texas so I didn't understand that what was happening and a little bit of me was like I'm so ready to do this I, I, w- I want to pour into women this way and I was a little impatient but I know now that God was doing this work in me. He was building a capacity in me. So for the entrepreneur journey, I think that it's trusting that God's timing, like it's not always about just leaping. It's about preparation. Mm, It's about letting perseverance do its work is one of my favorite. uh, I don't know what it is in the Bible. I know it's in there. Yes. But it's in there. Okay. Yes. Letting do its work. And that's 
I think that was big for me as the entrepreneur, as becoming an entrepreneur, was recognizing that this is in God's time. Yeah. This is not in my my time or my will, and just trusting that everything that He was doing, everything that I'm waiting on, is preparing me for what He's prepared for me. That this is building a capacity in me. That it is it is literally grooming me, and trusting that. I think that's huge for an entrepreneur because we want it now. We're so impatient. We want to. We want to go do it. Well, guess what? You will crumble. If I had stepped into full entrepreneurship three years ago, I hadn't. I hadn't healed fully yet, and I'm still not healed. I don't think we ever fully arrive, and that's the point because it keeps us dependent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, just I'm grateful that um, that I trusted the timing, mm -hmm. and that I listened, and that I didn't walk prematurely. So good. Into the. I hear often with like coaching clients because they're, they feel like they've been treading water. They've just been treading water and treading water. And they're like, Oh, like I have this, this grandiose vision for not just what I have cultivated, but what God has shown me, whether they've seen right. it through a vision, whether they've seen it through a dream, whether he's spoken it to them, whether somebody has prophetically spoken it to them, whatever it be. And they're like, when is it coming? Like, and what can I do better to steward what it is that he's shown me? So what insight, because I could go, you know, on that, but I, I want to hear from you. What, what do you help people see in that regard? Yes, I know. I know that feeling. I remember hitting this point where I was like, I'm living beneath my potential. This is yes. suffocating. What? Yes, yes, yes. Let me go. Let yes. Me go God's like, sweetheart, if I let you go, you're going to crash and burn. Sit, be, yes. So what I did and what I, what I coach my ladies on too is, you know, cause I have a lot of uh, girls that I work with and men that are transitioning, mm -hmm. trying, you know, stepping into entrepreneurship, but straddling, right. Yeah. They're still yeah. working here. I'm and they're doing this and treat what you're doing now mm -hmm. as if you were already doing it. If you cannot truly in gratitude embrace everything that God is giving you now, why is he going to entrust you with more? He's not. He's going to say, you're not ready. You're not being appreciative. You're not being grateful for what yeah. you have. So I started really just taking the passion and enthusiasm and energy that I saw myself infusing into my future vision yeah. and, and living it in the now, showing up good. every day with those teachers as if they were my own clients, showing yeah. up every day with those with those educators. as And I, you know what? I probably started breaking the rules a little bit. Yeah. Of doing what God told me to do it. Yeah. Through the leadership coaching. I started pouring into them and ministering. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Keep so going, keep I, going. I have a question about it. The way I would have if they were my own clients. I yeah. started bringing God into conversation. And maybe, you know, I'm, I'm in the Bible Belt. I'm down here in Texas. So yeah. a bit, they were more receptive. But I didn't care. I got to the point where I was like, no, you know what? Purpose is purpose. I yeah. know who I'm here it doesn't yeah. matter what vehicle I'm doing this through. I am. This is how I operate. This is yeah. who I'm called to be. And I'm not going to wear this mask of professionalism and cover up what's really needed here. They need the truth. They need God. They need so the, the power that is innately within them. And they, that's what they need. They so don't need good. me to give them strategies or structures. That's not what they need today. They need the truth. So yeah. I started just getting out of my own way in that regard as well. That's so amazing. And, and I also shared that in the sense of, of trying to figure out 
uh, this placement of, okay, God, I'm, I'm straddling the secular world and who you would have me be in the world. And this is you that I'm supposed to be living out, right? That's what we're called to do is be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so I, I was trying to figure out how do I identify myself? I identify myself in you and through you. And yet these people coming to me or where I feel like there's a gap and void it's very secular and I, I have a hard time. Like, when do I use your name? When do I talk about you? And if I am truthful in myself saying that every day and every second I need him, otherwise every component of my flesh wants to take over because that's what we're shown on a consistent basis. And I'm imperfect. Don't get it right. And so I have to continue to lean into him. And so as my pastor shared with me at the time of going through my ordination and minister's license, and he was like, Tamara, God will give you grace for your space. And if you're supposed to show up on a stage for a bunch of people who don't know Jesus, then you show up as all of who he's called you to be. And for you to do that, and that's where I wanted the infusion point to be, as things and layers started tripping away and people kept coming to me, and I was having coffee conversations, and this is prior to me declaring that I was in business. I'm just in, in coffee conversations with people, yeah. pulling out purpose, illuminating their lives to say you're made for more. And, and God said to me, no, you are a Christian business coach. And they're, they're hard to find. I looked for one. I wanted a mentor that classified and said and rose their hand and said, yes, I stand for Jesus before I stand for myself, before I stand for you. And, and it's really difficult. And since putting that as a part of my title, it has been a, just an incredible transformational shift where the people coming to me are ready to hear about Jesus. And therefore, instead of me struggling with when and how, I get to lead with it. I get to end with it. I get to be in the midst of it. I was having a coaching with a bunch of girls the other day, and we were unpacking like, conversation around marketing. Okay. I still get to talk about secular things. It's a part of life. It's a part of entrepreneurship. It's a part of what we do on a daily basis. And she was like, well, what about the algorithm? And I was like, what do you think God thinks about the algorithm? And the algorithm doesn't matter. And they were all just kind of like, well, well, that's not what everybody else says. And I'm like, but they're people, they're man. Yeah. And so everyone was like, Oh, like a mic drop moment. And I, I just realized like, isn't that everything? And, and shouldn't we always be looking through his lens? And, and it's hard to do. I don't want to sound like I get it right. Again, I am perfect. But I want people to know when they come to me that we have him on our fingertips, at our fingertips, the Bible at our fingertips, all of the, the powerful tools that he gives us within us, that Holy Spirit, to help lead and guide us. And I want to be around people who want to pull that out of me not people that I feel like I have to put up a blockade. That's amazing. What I have found and what's been interesting is that uh, God sends me seekers. Mm. So not everyone uh-huh. that I've worked with mm-hmm. is, a, is a believer. In fact, mm-hmm. I've actually worked with a lot of people who have so much incredible church hurt. Mm-hmm. They, they, were, they were either maybe Jehovah's Witness or raised Catholic. And because of how maybe their parents took the the ideas of religion and imparted that on them through judgment and criticism, they've almost written off God. So what's been interesting is that I just own my truth within coaching calls and I implicitly, very implicitly embed it and sew it. And I feel mm-hmm. like my job is just to just crack them open. That's just so enough. good. 
come in, and I have had, and <laughs> I won't scare anybody because if anybody's listening, they're like, oh, that's what you're doing an underground ministry. But I have had so many people go to God, turn to Jesus, and completely turn their spiritual life around, go from non-believer to believer, simply by my implicit messaging, but also me owning my conviction, right? So I don't push. Right. I, I own my conviction, but then I also see. Yeah, and it's so been good. really, it's been really cool. And I've become more bold over yeah. the past probably two years about just owning it more online yeah. about what yeah. my faith is. But there's something about uh, whatever method or whatever way God's having me show up that has brought people who aren't fully yeah, convicted and yeah. believe to me. So yeah, that's been no, I think that's so beautiful. I think that again, it's, it's that attraction factor that, that he has and that he is displaying through you. And uh, I pray that he continues to do that for all of his leaders and all of his women specifically that are rising up during this season, because I'm seeing it time after time. And so for the people that often come to me, they're at that same stage of trying to figure out like, here's my passion. Here's my call. How do I like, let's say, for instance, I had an amazing call with a woman yesterday in Vancouver who was, she has an uh, aromatic company, aromatherapy, and she's like, I, I have this incredible brand and I want people to know about Jesus. And I think that's my first ministry as much as this is my passion. How do I blend the two? How do I then take away an entire portion of my market because I'm segmenting myself as an, a Christian aromatherapy, a th aromatherapist? And I'm like, you're not segmenting, you're inviting. You're, you're in, just like he does. God doesn't say, this is my space, these are my people. He says with open arms, these are my people, this is my space, this is my table, like you're welcome to sit here. And it doesn't have to be a shoving in your face. Like I think my family for a long time when I came into my faith, and I say I came into my faith, I came into the understanding of my identity through Jesus and that relational factor, just like you were saying, because I said before, like I said I was a Christian before, but I didn't have the Bible as my weapon. I didn't have worship as my weapon. I didn't I didn't armor myself with the Lord every single day like I do now. And they literally thought for a while, like didn't even see me, didn't hang out with me. They thought that I was gonna like come. I wish I had my Bible in my hand, but like with the Bible, like, okay guys, what's for dinner? And like I'm gonna open the Bible and start reading a prayer. And I was always like, that's not Jesus. That's not how he showed up places. That's not how I'm going to show up places. And I love that you were authentic and saying, like, I can't recite every verse. Like, I know it's in there somewhere, but I, I, that's something I was convicted of and I want to practice and be better at because I think that there is a weapon in that. But I also, I don't know it all. I'm an ordained minister, y'all, and I don't know it all. We can't know it all. That's the process of becoming. That's the process of one day when I'm with Jesus. He's going to reveal so many things that I didn't know, that I wish I knew. And that's that's what's so amazing about the adventure, so amazing about the journey. And so I'm, I'm grateful to be in sisterhood with people like you who I know are doing his work in that unique way. And only you can do it. And it doesn't matter if you want to be a life coach, y'all. Be a life coach. Literally implement life. And that's what you're doing, which is so incredible. So tell tell us more about like, there's a big God dream, right? I know you have it. Even as he continues to reveal what's, what's kind of next for you, how do you see yourself continuing to evolve and what he's laid before you at this point? 
Yes. So this is all in all in the realm. This is all in the prayer realm. But I have planted some seeds that were on my heart. So one thing that is manifesting right now, and it starts next week. I'll start one on ones with this, but it's my confidence catalyst program and the Ooh. the foundation pieces. So it's the first time that I've ever built my own program that is infused with these faith principles. I've my original program that I got from my mentor and that I was certified in was spiritual based, but this is my own. So I'm really excited because I have attracted believe women who are believers, but also um, women who are of purpose that really yeah. want to step into a greater purpose of service. So it's just, it's going to be an amazing container. It's a five week program that I'm nice. launching here in August. Yay. So I'm, that's, I'm really, really, really excited for that. And then I've been in conversation with a, um, with a dear friend of mine. He's a fellow coach and speaker. He, but he has an incredibly potent platform yeah. and he has some very uh, devoted followers and he is bringing God to the conference and we had a three hour call two few weeks back and another meeting after that and we're, we're talking about developing a coaching academy that is faith based that yes. is that is so needed I really, I really hope he is across the world so coordinating and and I know he has a million and a half things going on in I do too, but it was yeah. put on my heart. So I pitched it to him and he liked it and we met with the team. So we'll see if, if it's God's will, it'll That's happen. But so good. That would legacy wise, that would, you know, and, and long-term vision wise, mm -hmm. I think that would be so incredible to be, you know, to take my educational background and to take this faith-based side of things and start to infuse it to actually train up coaches from this, yes. from this, uh, what am I trying to say? The right. sector, yeah, absolutely. Oh, we'll see. It's so good. And again, so necessary. That's where I feel like, I mean, we need more of us. Like we need more people to be able to do what they're called to do in their realm of coaching based on their story that was given to them by the Lord and infuse him into the things that they love um, and not feel like, I have to be this person in this sector of my life and where this person in this sector of their life, that they get to be all of the things. Um, we've had people on commenting throughout the time, just so grateful for you sharing your testimony and, and just being open to sharing. We've got people that just jumped on that are sad that they weren't a part of the live the entire time. So you guys go back and listen and tune in to all of Ashton's story. I am so excited for what God is doing in his girls right now, specifically. Um, I, I just feel like there is this ember that he's just blowing on and, and I can just see it continuing to catch fire and it's not just in the United States. It's, it's literally globally. Um, and so I am, I'm just grateful to be in community with you and so excited to see where God continues to open doors and hopefully cross paths again. Um, let's kind of gives, gives the girls a bit of encouragement right now, uh, about their next steps. Where should they go with these different burning sensations and desires from the Lord? Yeah, community, mm. right? Community and support. All of this, yes, God moved. Yes, God moved. But I hired coaches. I have had support for the past five years. Yeah. And I gave up my lone wolf syndrome, my misindependent. I gave it up and I allowed other women who were doing what I wanted to do to support me. So that was number one. And then something that I've really grown into in the past couple of years is community around sisterhood. 
And that's what I'm creating with this Confidence Catalyst program, right, is, is allowing a container, a safe space. So I think get support, yes. find somebody that you align with that has your core values, like one of us, yeah. <laughs> or someone else that you align with that has your core values and get a mentor or a coach. And the second thing is find your community, yeah. whether it be in a, a, you know, a Bible study group or whether it be an online group or an in-person group if when you know things kind of open up yeah. you need community we are not meant to do this alone and those are those are just the two things those yeah. will take you so far so those vital you can't fail with those so things. vital and i think too even knowing and if you do decide and you're listening and you're like i'm i'm not to the point where i want to infuse my faith other than showing up and being the wholeness of who god sees me as in those workspaces or you're not allowed to do that in certain workspaces um there is absolutely again a space for you within our programs to understand and unpack how to do that and be and live out that purpose in your life um i don't want to segment people to think that they have to infuse jesus how you each have your unique way of doing that um but i realize that if that's you, the value in that community piece that she's talking about would be in those inner circles in your corporate setting or wherever it is that you have yourself go. Even as a solopreneur, I had to do this with people on my team um, is I need them to constantly be um, shielding me. And being that hedge of protection to say, no, Tamara, that's the world talking, like helping me discern, helping me realize, helping me, convicting me when they see me, like call me out. I need to be called out. And I've told them that I'm like, you guys have full access to say no, to say and show up and, and convict me in, in who it is that I'm called to be and who I potentially am turning to be. Um, and I feel like there is a lot of leaders who have who have paved the way for us. I have specific people in mind that I'm thinking of right now that I would have called a mentor. I have called a mentor. And I've seen them choose when they've gotten to a place of pride. I've seen them choose the alternatives. And the things that are of this world can never give you as much as he can give you. And that... Those are the things I want to pursue. I want to pursue the fruits that I get in heaven. And it's hard because the fruits that are here are amazing. But there's so much more that he would have in store for us. So I love that that's how you ended. The community piece is everything. I have that in my personal life. I have that in my professional life. And I feel like you have to have that around you everywhere you go. So yeah. thank you. And I, I'm glad to say that I can touch base with you and know that you will help me in that regard too. So we have people that would love to know more about our, our programs. They're in the UK. Um, so being able to serve them, um, Charlotte, you might even be in friends with some of the people that were connected with us in the Discover His Purpose program, that uh, interview series that we just did. So We'd love to chat with you. I will be giving um, all of Ashton's links in the show notes um, to follow this. And you can reach out to her directly on social media here, um, on Facebook and Instagram and any other places that they can find you. Um, any specific Facebook and Instagram is good? Instagram's probably best. Instagram. Cool. Cool. All right. Again, thank you guys. If you want to close in prayer, I just go like call to kind of speak over these people's hearts. You can open and I'll go ahead and close. Oh. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we're just so, so grateful that you've called us to this purpose today to be able to shed light on what is possible for each and every one listening. 
you are a God of transformation. You are a God of purity, and you can make all things whole and complete. There is no brokenness or condemnation in you, and we're so thankful for your grace, for your mercy, for your passion, for your love that gets to not only pour down on us, but pour through us into the lives of others. We pray that you continue to bless us, to give us provision for our mission, to be servant leaders for the kingdom. And we pray over each and every listener and every person here with us today, that you will infuse their hearts with passion and purpose and help them to step forward, to be the woman that you have called them to be into their higher selves. We pray this in Jesus name. Mm. Amen. Amen. I'm not even going to, you've got that girl. Amen, y'all. Thank you. So I'm like, no, you got it. Mic drop. Uh, Such a blessing, Ashton. Thank you again for your time. I hope that that just spoke to you all. And again, we are here to serve. So touch base and DM us and we'll be, it'll be us and not anybody else. Thanks again. Bye sister. Hey y'all, it's me again. I hope in today's episode you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.